This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. Tensions in the Taiwan Strait are the highest in decades, and recent opinion polls show that many in Taiwan are not confident in the island's ability to counter any attacks. With projections of more incursions by China into Taiwan's air defense zone, the government is looking to bolster the capabilities of its reserve forces. Hame Okan has more. The Ministry of Defense is creating a new agency dedicated to preparing reservist forces for combat. This is part of an effort to improve Taiwan's capabilities. It has a pool of almost four million reservists, most of whom have only received non-combat support training. President Tsai Ing-wen urged the nation to stay committed to defending Taiwan. A government-backed poll released by the Taiwan Foundation for Democracy found that roughly 73% of Taiwanese are willing to fight. Should China use force to achieve unification? But another poll conducted by an independent research center revealed that over half of citizens believe that Taiwan is unprepared for a conflict. In the past year, there have been roughly 950 incursions into Taiwan's air defense zone by China, compared to almost 380 in 2020. And in the face of increasing pressure, Taiwan's defense minister remains confident in the island's ability to protect against any attack. The government is committed to bolstering its defenses and preparing its reserve force as an integral part to the country's security. Taiwan understands that ultimately its fate is in its own hands. Kamashu and Hame Okan for Taiwan Plus. The United Nations, United States and Germany are among those who have now condemned the crackdown of the Hong Kong pro-democracy news outlet, Stand News. Seven people connected with the platform were arrested on Wednesday, with police warning there could be more. Stand News closure is the latest chapter in a story of Hong Kong's narrowing freedoms as Beijing seeks to tighten its control over the city. James Chater has the details. Handcuffed, silenced. Stand News's acting chief editor Patrick Lam is escorted by Hong Kong police from the offices of the pro-democracy media outlets. And not long after him, boxes filled with documents, computers and phones from the news site, which was extinguished in an instant. Seven people connected with Stan News were arrested on Wednesday on charges of sedition after some 200 officers swept into the platform's headquarters. Stan News later released a statement saying all operations would be halted, all content removed and all staff dismissed. But a warning from the police, their campaign is not over. In response, Stan News' senior editor had words of defiance. The swift stamping out of Stan News was reminiscent of the dramatic police raid on the popular Hong Kong newspaper Apple Daily, founded by billionaire Jimmy Lai. He is now among dozens of high-profile democracy activists in jail for protest-related activity. Anybody who attempts to make use of media work as a tool to pursue their political purpose or other interests contravenes the law, particularly offences that endanger national security. They are the evil elements that 
damage press freedom. Stan News' coverage of the crackdown in Hong Kong earned them a nomination for a Reporters Without Borders Press Freedom Prize. Among those arrested on Wednesday, pop star Denise Ho, a Canadian citizen and a former board member of the Stand News outlet. Her ominous warning from the protests of 2019, now a reality. We are all in danger in Hong Kong because uh, we are on the edge of becoming just another China city where uh, we would lose all our freedom of speech, freedom of protest. Those freedoms were narrowed significantly after the imposition of the wide-ranging national security law last year, a law which officials cited on Wednesday as they praised the raid on Stand News. Well, we are not the talking the reporter. We are not talking the, 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 the media. We just target the national security law, the offences. If you just won't report, I don't think that is a problem. But they did report. And for the Hong Kong authorities, it was a problem. Now... All the remains of Stan News' website is a black screen on yet another dark day for Hong Kong. Alex Chen and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. Drunk driving cases are on a rise in Taiwan, and as New Year celebrations approach, the central and local governments are considering taking action to stop those over the limit from getting into the driving seat. Philip Brassard reports. <laughs> It was an image that is all too common on the streets of Taiwan. Paramedics tending to the injured among a field of debris. This scene here, the result of a drunk driver hitting a family of four on their way to the market in the southern city of Kaohsiung. One person was killed. Deaths caused by driving under the influence have risen in Taiwan, with 261 fatalities recorded from January to October of this year. That's an increase of over 9% compared with the same period last year. And it's got the attention of both local and central governments. The Transportation Ministry is now considering tightening laws by proposing measures that include confiscating the vehicles of drunk drivers who cause death or serious injury and bigger penalties for passengers. Kaohsiung City, which has seen the largest rise in drunk driving deaths, has proposed some drastic and unusual new measures. One suggestion is to punish some of those guilty of driving under the influence by making them work in funeral parlors, while another proposes investigating reckless drivers who have ignored previous warnings for premeditated murder. But as the new year approaches, there's one rule that goes without saying. If you drink, don't drive. And if you drive, don't drink. James Rayner, Ken Ning, and Philip Broussard for Taiwan Plus. Apple has announced that it will place a plant operated by Taiwanese contract manufacturing giant Foxconn on probation until the factory has met required working standards.
The plant, located near the southern Indian city of Chennai, shut down after protests erupted earlier this month when more than 150 workers were hospitalized with food poisoning. Apple said in a statement that it was working with Foxconn to implement a comprehensive set of standards to ensure worker safety. The plant in India employs around 17,000 people and mainly produces iPhone 12s and 13s. In a year full of breathtaking news, it was great to have some lighter stories to help take the edge off a bit. In today's year-end special, we bring you some of our favorite head-turners, the stories that made us do a double take. This first story is going to put a smile on your face, literally. It's about an elementary school teacher in central Taiwan whose face mask is not only keeping her safe, it's also helping her teach diction. We got a kick out of it in the Taiwan Plus newsroom, and apparently you did too. It got nearly 30,000 views on our Facebook, Bing Wang reports. Schools have reopened following the outbreak of the pandemic. To comply with COVID-19 guidelines, students and faculty must always wear masks except for mealtimes. This, however, presents a problem for young students as they are unable to see their teachers' mouths. Elementary school students are at a pivotal time in learning the Bopomofo pronunciations. The Bopomofo alphabet is a critical first step in pronouncing Mandarin words. To resolve this problem, teachers in Taizong's Dazi Elementary School are wearing transparent masks. This way, they can over-exaggerate their mouth movements. Students can then easily imitate the teacher's enunciation. Young students also find these transparent masks funny. Because the masks are so unusual, teachers can see that children are paying more attention in class and having more fun. Chris Ma and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. Next time you see Grandpa yelling at the screen, it might be because he's playing League of Legends. Now, I'm not saying I'm a grandpa, but that's definitely why I'm yelling at the screen. Here in Taiwan, a group of elderly gamers is joining millions of other players around the world. Pichi Zhuang reports on how a local charity is using esports for a creative new reason. Team members working in perfect sync to eliminate the enemy. The competitors are not who you might expect. This laser-focused group is made up of Taiwanese senior citizens. They're all participants in a project operated by Hongdao Senior Citizens Welfare Foundation. 74-year-old Liu Mengde said he was already a veteran video game player and took part in the competition to meet new people. His teammate, Zhang Shuqin, was less experienced. She needed her daughter to stick directions on her keyboard and mouse to help her navigate the controls. All 28 of the competitors are over the age of 65, with a combined age of almost 2,000. Hongdao says it organized the project to help elderly people stimulate their brains, socialize and learn a new skill. If nothing else, it's a way to bridge the generation gap proving once again that we are all young at heart. Alex Chen and Pichu Zhang for Taiwan Plus. You're going to get a kick out of this next story. Literally. I know, I know, two literallys in one show. I promise I'm going to stop. But seriously though, the kids in this next story are going to shock you with their ability to kick a ball over a net. We're talking about CPAC to craw. It's the most popular sport you've never ever heard of. It's played by millions of people in Southeast Asia, and now it's gaining traction in Taiwan. 
Ken Ning introduces you to the junior high athletes that swept the nationwide CPAC Decraw Championships earlier this year. You can kick it, you can throw it, but chances are, unless you are from Southeast Asia, you've never heard of it. Sipata Crawl is a sport that is as popular as football in Thailand, Myanmar, Indonesia, and Malaysia. But in Taiwan, it's still finding its feet. It's been described as volleyball, but for your feet. So how do you play it? I'm at Suling Junior High School, and their champion Sipata Crawl team is going to show me how. For me, it's so hard to just kick the ball in the air without letting the ball onto the ground. It's just so frustrating. But these kids from Shilin Junior High School, they are really nailing it. The efforts of Coach Chan and his athletes paid off. The Shilin Junior High School boys and girls teams swept the nationwide Sipata Crowd Championships in their age group. Klein Wong, James Rayner, and Ken Ning for Taiwan Plus. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chan. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.